He's headed in what direction? Welcome to another episode of This Goose is Cooked, where we review books intended for our future generations. Today's book, in 1492, by Jean Marzolo, illustrated by Steve Bjorkman, published by Scholastic Inc. We took off yesterday because it was a big holiday for us Italian-Americans. Well, the banks were off, so we were too. We're celebrating Columbus Day a day late, with this historical number called in 1492. We set sail with Christopher Columbus and his crew across the Atlantic Ocean in search of a route to India. Will Chris and his crew find what they were looking for? Or will they stumble, sorry, sail, upon something even more amazing than what they ever could have imagined? Well, bring some Dramamine, grab your books if you got them, and let's get cooking. We open on quite a full page of facts about Christopher Columbus, and we learn that he was born in 1451 in Genoa, Great Salami, around the age of 19, about the age where your parents used to kick you out of the house. My, if times change now. People are living with their parents till they're 45. Brutal. Honey, you need to get out and live your own life. Mom, I don't want to go out on my own. I don't want to work. No, I don't want a girlfriend. I want to stay in the basement and play video games. Get a job. Yep, at 19, Christopher went out to sea. I guess back then, you didn't go to college. You went to sea. Now that's where you learned real lessons. And the boys became men. Well, after a good amount of time out at sea, earning his sea legs, Christopher got up the courage to ask the king of Portugal for a few boats, who at the time was trying to have sailors figure out a route around Africa to Asia. And Christopher was like, Hey, I might have a shorter way than that. And the king of Portugal was like, Great, how? And Chris was like, I'll just head the opposite way. And the king was like, Ha, great, that's a no. So not taking no for an answer, Chris, after taking a few years to perfect his pitch, went to the Queen of Spain. And boy, did those years pay off. Not only did she give him a few ships, she bid against herself. Little did she know, this son of a son of a sailor was desperate. And she gave him titles and a percentage of whatever the profits were off the trade when he got back. So on August 3rd, 1492, Columbus set sail from Palos, Spain, in the Nina, the Penta, and the Santa Maria, in search of a faster route to India and other parts of Asia. And if my math's right, he would have been about the age of 41. So in case you're thinking, isn't this a little crazy, setting off in some random direction and hoping to hit land? He was in a midlife crisis. And had to be thinking, I've wasted so many years doing the mundane. Ah, the hell with it. Let's go the other way and see what we find. 
he's an over-40 victim of fate. Only, he was arriving just on time. Oh, here's one last interesting fact. His men grew tired, and on October 7th, his men thought they saw land. And when it turned out they didn't, they were like, Ain't this a bitch. Let's go home. But then on October 10th, Christopher was able to convince them into three more days at sea. Why that sly dog? He drug out negotiations. They had already been out there for three more days. And then they agreed on three more days? So somehow he bought himself six days. Now that's taken give me a second to a whole new level. But this guy must have known more than what he let on to. Because on the 12th of October, they landed in the Bahamas. Ooh, Atlantis. Nice. Talk about a great little vacay for these guys. An ocean cruise to the Bahamas, and they're getting paid. Doesn't sound too bad. The island they landed on, Christopher named San Salvador. And when they got off the ship, he famously called the natives Indians. Hello, Indians. We have arrived. Now where are those great foods and spices we heard so much about? Yeah, that sounds like me getting off the plane for my study abroad trip. Hello, Germans. I have arrived. Thank you, German lady, for my bag. Hey, German, where are the schnitzels at? Welcome to France, sir. After discovering the Bahamas, it turns out Christopher took a total of four trips to further explore the area. Yep, once you go there, you can't get enough. But I gotta tell you, I got a feeling the King of Portugal felt like a real dummy after not taking the offer Christopher gave him. That's like turning down being an original investor into Amazon. What a fool. He totally missed out. And lastly, Christopher died in 1506. From what? Probably too good of a time. Now that we're done with the facts page, we can finally get to the story. Though I feel like that was just a spoilers page. What do we need to read the rest of this for? I mean, that's the whole story right there. Whatever. We'll just do it. So, we start in 1492. The whole crew is out at sea. It was quite the convoy. One has to wonder, though, how they communicated with no CB radios. Did they just get a bunch of cups with strings? Or worse, did they have to pull over every time they wanted to talk? That would really stretch out a trip. As one would expect, they sailed all day or day. I guess out there they wouldn't have to worry about getting sleepy behind the wheel. They were the only ones heading that direction. Without GPS, they used the stars and, quote, A compass also helped him know how to find the way to go. End quote. Uh, so what's the plan? You see this arrow? Yeah. Keep that thing pointing due west. Yeah, and? We're bound to hit something sooner or later. We're fucked. As it turns out, they had quiet quitting back then, too. Quote, 
Ninety sailors were on board. Some men worked while others snored. End quote. Sounds like every job I've ever worked. Whoo! This is hard hoisting the main sail. Oh, hey, let me help you. Thanks, you're a lifesaver. Hey, speaking of that, I just remembered. You keep it going, I'll be right back. Okay. Where the hell did Doug go? Doug? Doug? Why do I fall for this every time? They were out in the deep blue ocean in search of any sign of land. A Chick-fil-A? A Taco Bell? Hell, anything. They would have taken a checkers. But finally on that faithful day of October 12th, over two months at sea, now that's a long time. I think you'd get sick of anyone at that point. Sounds like COVID lockdowns all over again. Get me out of here! I can't stand these people! If I have to do one more puzzle with them, I think I'm gonna break! Yep, on October 12th, they land in the Bahamas. For an all-inclusive stay. And look who's shouting Indians at the top of his lungs and pointing at the natives. Yep, it's old Chris. You can't take this guy anywhere. He's like your great uncle on vacation. So happy, but so politically incorrect. He doesn't mean anything by it. He's just confused as all hell. Quote, But India, the land was not. It was the Bahamas, and it was hot. End quote. Where's the curry we were promised? And Bollywood. Whew, it's hot out here. The tribe Christopher first ran into was called the Arawak, and they gave the crew food and spices anyway. It's not Indian food, but we'll make do. But Christopher cut the trip short and was like, We gotta get up out this bitch and find somebody with a little bit bigger of a bank account, if you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about gold. And old Chris went on to make several trips just to find that gold. Yep, say what you will about the man, but he sure as hell was brave. And he set off a European expansion like never before seen. And without that special Italian, we would have never had the greatest country in the history of the planet. I'm talking the U.S. of A. And that's why we honor him on Columbus Day. What's the lesson to this nonfiction? It's that Christopher Columbus an Italian, played an important role in European colonization of the Americas, which eventually led to the creation of the best country ever established. So it's important to celebrate that fact and not let the haters poo-poo all over a great holiday with their talk of Columbus being a crazy man. Oh, yeah, you have to be a little crazy to set off for uncharted land. Yeah, I know. Their list of complaints go on and on. But it usually has to do with them being self-hating and beating a dead horse about colonization. To which I say, America, love it or leave it. 
What do I think of Jean's work? I certainly learned a lot from her little facts page off the top. I just wish she would have figured out a way to put all those facts into her story. Now, her story itself felt a little lacking. But I find it's always better to err on the short side than to put everybody to sleep just going on and on. But all in all, it did flow smoothly, and she had a wonderful use of rhymes. As for Steve's illustrations, it was like a combination of newspaper caricatures and art. His varying perspectives made this historical read stimulating all the way through. If you want to know why Columbus Day is such an important holiday for Italian Americans, well, there's other books out there that'll go further into that. But this one will get you started. So on a scale from 1 to 5, I'm giving this book a 3.9. I'll have a heapin' helpin' and go back for several more servings, but there's still gonna be a little meat left on the bone, cause I'm still feeling a little woozy from being out at sea. This goose is cooked. Join us next time for another in-depth book review.